KRCL, Salt Lake City. Homegrown's all right with me. Homegrown is the way it should be. Homegrown is a good thing. Plant that bell and let it ring. Aldine here, KRCL's Punk Rock Farmer. This is Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Thank you for plugging in with, to our community here with us tonight. Laura Jones doing, in the studio. Very good. I'm antsy to plant some things. I'm antsy to hear some live music. I know spring is on the way, but winter is hanging on. So you got some big seeds, and we have the for Big Pumpkin last year, the one that dropped, one that dropped out at the farm, and uh, Clint and Jim Siemens are here tonight, and they are going to talk their pumpkin seminar coming up, spring seminar, teach you how to grow it. Also, we're talking soil with a couple of friends. Yes, Katie Lawson is here, uh, Fungal Focus, and James Loomis from the Wasatch Community Gardens Green Phoenix Farm. And uh, next weekend is the Soil Summit. Living Soil Summit. And as we're all getting ready to put something in the dirt, we want to make that dirt as good earth as we can. So stick around for some tips and tricks from Katie and James. James is your seed supplier. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's, the, he's the man. <laughs> also on the show, we've got Sarah and Cimbria checking in on the waning hours of the legislative session up on the hill. It's all over, and then they go home. And then we live with it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around for that. We've got some Skywatcher Leo T, a call for artists from Seven Canyons Trust. We've got Bomba Marilei in the house. Make some noise. What else before we go to our live band? I think if we hit it all, I forgot how many things we had. Uh, Skywatcher Leo T, I think. Yes. It, yeah. yes. And we got Skywatcher Leo T for Many Cultures, One Sky. But we're going across to the uh, live music studio. We have the National Parks in the house. Dropped their new album, Eighth Wonder, today. How y'all doing? Yo, hey. what's up? Hey. So excited that you're here in our new studio and that you uh, said, yeah, we'll come down on the day we're dropping the album. Of course. No, no better way to celebrate. So tell us. First of all, introduce everybody for the folks in Radioland. Names and instruments, please. I'm Brady. I play acoustic guitar and sing. I'm Sid. Tonight I am playing the banjo, but normally I'm on keys and synth. And I'm Meg. I play violin. And I'm Cam, and I'm on drums. So we kind of stripped it down tonight to play a couple of songs throughout the hour. How's the response been since you dropped the uh, album Eighth Wonder today? It has been wild. Like today's been the craziest day. Um, phones blowing up, and it's just—it's really, I don't know, feeling the love from our fan base, and uh, we're just really grateful to have this album out and to have the response we've had, and to have anyone out there that listens at all. Honestly, it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so Utah, Utah's own the national parks. New album today. They got a tour starting on St. Patrick's Day here. And Utah, stick around. We're going to find out about all of that. Al, what's the first song? Let's the, ask him. The first song is Trouble. And uh, do you want to explain a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, so this is a song called Trouble, and it uh, was one of our singles off this album. And it was the most controversial song we've ever done because me and Cam actually loved this. As soon as we recorded it, <laughs> Sid and Meg hated it. Um, but it we was made the girls against guys yeah. thing. And they, they, uh, they won. We actually weren't going to put it on the album until Sid brought it back up. And then we made some tweaks, and now they love it. And now everyone's happy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So this is Trouble, the National Parks right here, fresh and homegrown, KRCL 90.9 FM. With shadows in the moonlight I didn't even know your name Dancing like trees in the night breeze Listen as the music plays I was running with my eyes closed Just howling at the wind And lost all the air from my lungs When you from the start.
for more from the national parks thanks thanks so much we're going to play a couple more tunes before we're done but uh aldi mixing up our, our usual kind of format because we got a cavalcade of stars and joining us now from the seven canyons trust we've got jess laughlin in the studio because there's a call to artists we want to make sure that our diy creatives can get in on this grant money and pitch something so what do you got and why thanks jess. so much for having me so um, I'm from Seven Canyons Trust. We just put out a call to artists on March 1st. Um, this is going to be for a mural along the Folsom Trail corridor. We at Seven Canyons Trust are working on a daylighting uh, design plan for City Creek. Um, this will be along 800 to 1000 West, um, just south of North Temple. Um, to complement this des uh, design plan, we would like to do some community engagement, okay. um, and we would like to open our, our final community engagement celebration of this design plan with a mural. Okay. So we have fun or kind of sourced some funding, $15,000 commission for an That's artist. That's not bad. Yeah, $15,000. Okay. Um, so we're hoping we can have an artist or a group of artists um, come together and fill out a request for proposal for us and submit that to us so we can review it. Um, you have until March 31st to get those into us. And in order to submit that, um, we have a posting online at folsomtrail.org slash mural. Um, you can get all the details that you need there and then submit that to us at info at sevencanyonstrust.org. Is there a theme you're looking for to help guide, maybe guide some of these pitches? So we're hoping that we can find someone who is locally known or, you know, has lived in that neighborhood. It is the Euclid Poplar Grove neighborhood. Um, so someone who has a connection to that um, area. And then we're also hoping that they can come up with a, uh, a kind of like, not that they have to sketch out a design, but give us a, something that they're thinking that would kind of highlight City Creek along that area and the history that is in that neighborhood. All right. There's a lot of artists out there, a lot of muralists and collectives as well. So here's your chance to, to put your talents to work and also a pretty decent commission. Again, $15,000. Did you get the grant from? Um, so it's kind of from a couple of different people. We have about $8,000 from the Salt Lake City RDA that they matched for us. We collected some funding from the Salt Lake City Arts Council, as well as Crocker Catalyst Foundation and a few different um, donors. All right. So Jess, what's the website one more time? It's going to be folsomtrail.org slash mural for the information. And then info at sevencanyonstrust.org to submit your application. And the deadline? The deadline will be March 31st at midnight. Jess, thanks so much for coming in. We'll put all that Thank in the Thank you so much notes. for having me, you guys. Thanks for helping us get that call out to artists. Just uh, one more thing before we get to Leo, Skywatcher Leo T. Salt Lake City has issued a an order temporarily requiring dogs to be on leash in Parley's historic nature park due to an elk herd. Ooh. I got to see them clambering up the mountainside a couple of days ago at a friend's house. So, folks, if you're going to be taking your dog this weekend, all dogs prohibited on the South Loop Trail and other protected areas within Parley's historic nature park per city ordinance. But uh, we'll put details in the show notes about this temporary order requiring dogs to be on leash in Parley's Historic Nature Park. Again, due to a herd of elk currently residing there. They're hanging. That's right. So we're going <laughs> to have a little Skywatcher Leo T and then some Bomba Marile on KRCL Radioactive with the Punk Rock Farmer. It's many cultures, one sky, up there in the sky, Venus and Jupiter on the evening of March 1st, like two cosmic cue balls, a stunning sight that if you were in a clear sky... 
was an amazing sight. We've been watching the two planets close in on each other for weeks now, and it's been a lot of fun to see them getting closer and closer. One of the amazing stellar events of the year, spectacular. And taking the little Skywatcher spaceship way out and checking in on NASA's James Webb Space Discoveries. Explorations show an intricate network of gas, dust, and nearby galaxies, and a image of barred spiral galaxies with a particularly bright core surrounded by double star forming rings and looking further out through the clouds of dust with high resolution infrared wavelengths we're seeing the gaseous arms of distant galaxies networks of cavities and blown out bubbles a lot closer to home in our galaxy and our home solar system the perseverance rover has been on mars for two years now and is investigating the zero crater a region of mars where the ancient environment is favorable to past microbial life and precisely has been visiting a location known as Three Forks, and the team is reporting a momentous accomplishment taking place last week when Perseverance completed the extraction of a Three Forks sample and deposited this in a cache of samples to return home. The next day, the focus shifted to the next campaign as Perseverance began the trek towards and up the delta front to traverse across a delta top and more possible rivers. Also on Mars, China's Zurong rover, not to be outshone, has discovered complex subsurface craters and other features buried just under the surface of Mars. The view of the Martian surface shows several clear features and contrasts starkly with the shallow subsurface structure of Earth's moon that the Apollo astronauts discovered. The moon's uppermost 33 feet consists of fine layers that have been ground up by a bombardment of micrometeorite strikes. It's many cultures, one sky. Aries is a medium-sized constellation that represents a ram in classical mythology. It is visible in the northern sky in the months around October and is dominated by two stars, Hamel and Biari. These mark the two horns of the ram. Aries lies well away from the plane of the Milky Way. It's home to many faint galaxies in Greek mythology. Aries is identified as the winged ram whose golden fleece was the object of the voyage of Jason and the Argonauts. Rams, goats, bighorn sheep are also very important in many cultures and are a mainstay in the traditional Navajo or Dine lifestyle, and it's, it's on the helmet of the Colorado State Rams. The constellation gives its name to the point in the sky where the sun crosses the equator at the March equinox, known as the first point of Aries. Historically, the sun once lay in the constellation of Aries at the time of the equinox, but the phenomenon of the precession of the equinoxes means that Aries now lies 30 degrees away in Pisces. Also on this day in space of the recording of this report, March 1st, 2016, NASA astronaut Scott Kelly came back to Earth after spending almost an entire year at the International Space Station, breaking the record for the longest space flight by an American. Kelly and his Russian crewmate Mikhail Komienko spent 340 consecutive days at the space station. Kelly's now a U.S. Senator from Arizona. So keep the hope, keep looking up, and get a little bit lost in space, just a little bit. Skywatcher Leo T. On Radioactive with Laura Jones and Al Dine, the punk rock farmer, at 90.9 FM and streaming live at krcl.org. Thank you, Leo T. Check tonight's show notes for a link. Follow him for his sources and uh, put a question or two to him. Maybe you have a story from your own family's tradition about the night sky. We'd love to share it. All right, Al Dine, we got Bomba Marile right in the here house. here in the studio. Woo-hoo. Dr. Miriam Padilla-Vargas is with us, and thank you so much for coming in. Bombe Marile is now a nonprofit. Tell folks what it does. Yeah, so Bomba Marile was started in 2017 with the purpose of bringing Afro-Puerto Rican bomba music and culture to Utah. We became a nonprofit 501c3 in October of 2022, and we have been trying to get grants to bring instructors from Puerto Rico. And uh, today we have Rafael Maya and Sara Cristina Cepeda, who flew in from Puerto Rico just on Wednesday. And we're going to be doing a great event this weekend. We're going to hear a, a song in a minute, a demonstration of kind of the drumming that's going to happen tomorrow. Speaking through the drum at the Sorensen Unity Center, 1383 South Northwest, open to the public, no ticket necessary. Yes, it's completely free because of grants from National Endowments for the Arts, the Sorensen Unity Center, and the Utah Division of Arts and Museums. So thank you to them for supporting us. We will have a, a drumming percussion workshop in the morning at 930, free. Again, uh, we have a bomba dance workshop um, at 11. Then we have a panel discussion from 2.30 to 4.30 where we'll have 
Native American um, drummers. We'll also have um, Eric, who does Afro Beats. And then we'll have our guest artist from Puerto Rico. They're going to be talking about the significance of drumming in cultural identity. And Ma Black yes, will be Ma hosting, Black. moderating. We'll be moderating, so please come out and support. And then after that, we'll have live music from 5 to 7 p.m., which will include Afro Beats, Native American drumming, Capoeira, West African, and Bomba. So, oh, man. Yeah. This is a series, right? Yeah, we did. Last month, we had a session talking about the healing power of music and dance. This month, we're doing the significance of drumming. And then in April 22nd, we're going to be doing um, self-defense hidden in dance. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. And capoeira so, again, recurring. Capoeira. And then this style of, of dance we do called Coco Ballet, which uh, is similar. is like a stick fighting done within Bomba. Okay. And for people to find out more info, they can look us up uh, on our Facebook or Instagram for okay. Bomba Marile. All right, Al, you want to hear some of this? Yes, for sure. Rafael, yeah. tell us about uh, the song you're going to do here. So we're going to do a song uh, called Luna Llena that Sara Cristina Cruz Cepeda wrote. Your wife? Yep, that's <laughs> right. And in the background, my baby back there. Uh, so we'll be playing this song in a rhythm called Kalinda. Okay. Does that work for you there, that mic set? Or do you want to come over and use mine? Either one. Okay. All right. And who else do you have here helping you out on drums? And We have else? Manuel, who is going to be uh, doing coro. And we have Omar, who's going to be playing drums with us. All right. Bomba Marile, special guests here on Punk Rock Farmer Friday, when you guys are ready. Let's do it. All right. Hi, Ian. <laughs> Backing vocals from Energy pin luna yena, energy pin luna yena. Me voy, me voy pa' la bomba con la luna yena. Con la luna yena me voy, con la luna yena bailo. I'm, I'm like shivering. This is so <laughs> cool in here. Thank you so much for coming. This is just a sample of what folks can expect tomorrow at your open house, speaking yes. through the drum. And where is that going to be again? It's going to be at the Sorensen Center all day. The workshops start at 9.30 a.m. Music goes till 7 p.m. Completely free, open to everybody. Please come and support our cultural arts here in Utah. And you can meet Ian on backing vocals tomorrow, Yes, right? you can meet their baby and Rafa and Sara. And Manuel and a whole yes. bunch of folks in Ma Black moderating. We'll put the details yes. in the show notes. And please come back. We're gonna we're gonna do this with your series throughout, okay? Perfect. Thanks for having us. We appreciate your support. All right, more from the national parks to come. KRCL amplifies the work of community nonprofits like the NAACP, working to ensure a society in which all individuals have equal rights. To learn more, visit naacpogden.org or naacp-saltlakebranch.org. Support for Radioactive comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Love Promise Community Commitment, a partnership with nonprofit organizations that aim to make the world a better place. More information about the Love Promise and Subaru products at markmillersubaru.com. Hey, music nerds, come out and test your knowledge at KRCL's first ever Women Who Rock Trivia Night celebrating International Women's Day on Wednesday, March 8th at Mountain West Hard Cider, 425 North, 400 West. Doors open at 6.30. Trivia starts at 7 with tickets at the door to benefit KRCL. Hang out with other KRCL fans. Win some great prizes, including women who rock gear, Egyptian theater gift cards, fanny packs from Planned Parenthood, and more. It's Women Who Rock Trivia Night, Wednesday, March 8th, International Women's Day. Details at krcl.org. 
And we're back with Punk Rock Farmer Friday here on Radioactive. Quite a show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> I know. Let's check in on the legislative session and the agrihood. We've got Cimbria and Sarah Patterson here with us from Red Acre Center and Farm in Cedar City. I didn't say there were other southern Utah city this time. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Quite a uh, big year for agrihood bills this year. Sure, lots of good small bills. I mean, many more than usual, right? I think this is the first time I've ever seen. This is the first time that we've seen like such, so many from so many different places. So I would say that um, it was neat to see like these all pop up from all over. I mean, that's good stuff. There's more going on. Yeah, last year there were a lot of appropriations. The soil, the uh, Allison was looking for the. not the food the, hub. F- the food hub is yeah. thingy. Yeah, <laughs> food hub is public market. There we can't we destroy that. Right, yeah. right, right. So, so w- what were you guys w- looking at, and what happened? Uh, well, everything's passed. We're done. We should be able to go home, but we're going to go back over and finish it up till midnight. So, um, the dairy. Just make pa- sure that they don't, you know, do anything too crazy the last <laughs> yeah. few hours. Yeah. Cause because they do sometimes, right? They got a signy die that thing, gavel yeah. it out, eleven fifty nine fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah, but the two of us there, it, that will make all the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Raw milk products are legal. That was last week, right? I think yeah. that happened last yeah. week. The um and the urban farming, the egg, that egg bill passed, okay. gone. What done. does that mean? People can do smaller well, producers. They already could do it. They said under 3,000 layers, you're good, you can, you're approved. But then the health department said, well, that's fine. You just can't, we won't let the restaurants use the eggs. And so now the restaurants Now the health, the, it the says the health department cannot say that you cannot use eggs from a small producer. Good, good, good. Okay. So like, you know, Urban Pioneer, she mm-hmm. can use them in her cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? The beehive thing kind of sat still, but the egg one went through. and. Uh, but the beehive one will come back, right? I think that girl will do a great job educating people. It's just, you know. That was the Mertens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're studying it and hopefully can push it through through interim and be ready next year. What Let else? the bees do what they want, right? Yeah. Well, the only bill that Farm Bureau opposed on their tracker. Was we've the bee girls. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've been there before. Mm-hmm. So what else, Sarah? Um, we have a new state mushroom. Yay. Yep. <laughs> porcini. Porcini. Yep. The porcini. So that's we'll exciting. Katie Lawson in a bit to find out more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's, yeah here. she's and, here. And that representative who carried our micro kitchen enterprise bill lost her husband mm-hmm. on Monday. So, Aww. But she but still came up and presented in committee and was a chairman for the bill. So, wow. yeah, she she put it through. Um, kids do not have to put labels on their food. At a market, because that the, there was a city attorney saying that if there was a children's market, they had to label it. So you had your little six-year-old sitting there. Hi, here's my address of where I live. So they got rid of that. That was a good one. The pollinator yeah, project passed. passed and is funded and went through. So it w- it happened again, and then they just re um, did it for it. another okay. year. Fodder so. production. That's a that's been added to the grants. So if you're doing a fodder system inside, now you can get a grant to do it because a traditional loan won't really, you know, oh you God. can't really get a loan fodder for fodder. So it's just growing like, like little microgreens like and micro things. Like green grass, basically grass for your animals. Our, so you're our growing folks out at Utah Milk and Meat do it. Yeah. Right. So there's some really cool um, programs doing it, and it shows studies that you save water and lots of different things, and during the drought – you can still feed your animals on grass. Um, so it's a cool program, and this way they'll be able to get a grant or a loan for it. They have grass growing in containers. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it's a big, like, they're producing a lot. Like, it's as much as you could mm. produce on a few acres, so it's crazy. That's fantastic. And then we worked again on the Urban Farming Assessment Act because – they added animals. It upset all the tax assessors in our bigger areas. So now that bill's been amended. You can have crops or animals or both or neither. So and get a, a waiver or a reduction. Ta- tax break. Tax down, break. Yeah, down to one acre. You have to have at least an acre. We've got more work to do on then that. Then we had so. the Farm Bureau guy at the uh, yes, at Pastries and Politics. Yep. Yes, and that so, was yeah, good. That was cool. Yeah. It was cool. It's Neat to see all these organizations working together more and see more people on the hill from different places, which is really awesome. And the soil um, also was funded. There's a soil 
pilot project kind of going and so they asked for a little bit more and that was also funded so what would the soil pilot project do um the pilot project is going on so it's kind of that's already been funded but this is more for education so they can bring like the rain i think al might have seen it they like bring this rain simulator Uh out and kind of simulate like what no-till does and things like that kind of more an education piece on what we need to do to save our soil in utah will you be recapping all this on your website or a mailing list a newsletter people should sign a up for for sure okay yeah. where can Red people sign right on the front okay so. so you can take a breather you can take a rest and then what no we're gonna get home and start farming <laughs> <laughs> season started so no no rest for the weary right so the crew's running the farm right now Yes. Shout out to TK. TK was here last week and he keeps everything going so I can be up here, which is really awesome that that's, uh, you know, still happening, that everything's still rolling. So we got Cimbria and Sarah Patterson here, mother daughter. Sarah is the farmer, Red Acre Farm CSA, and Cimbria runs Red Acre Center, which is the advocacy arm. What's next uh, for you after you maybe sleep tonight? If you if they don't go all the way till midnight, you might as well just stay up yeah. all night. Uh, taste of Taste of Art. We're going to do that at Central and Ninth, which just got nominated one of the twelve best restaurants from Salt Lake Magazine. So nice. we'll start. They'll we'll kick that off, and then in April they'll start doing a different farm every month. And that'll be our year-long fundraiser. Good, good. So, oh, wonderful. Yeah. What's the website where folks can catch up with you? Um, RedAcreCenter.org. And if someone's down in the Cedar City area and wants to check out the farm, farm stand, CSA? Yeah, I, I mean, you can always go to our website, Red Acre Farm, and then um, Instagram's always a good one, Red Acre Farm CSA. So, wonderful. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Thank, Thank you. Now we're going to talk giant pumpkins and how to grow them. We've got Clint Nash and Jim Siemens in the house. Pull up those microphones here on our crazy show tonight. Still to come, the National Park's got another song after this segment. But so, uh, I got seeds that you brought me out. Yes, and so Laura's probably the one that's going to ask you a couple questions yeah. about what's <laughs> going on at the growing seminar. But we usually see you guys in the fall when we have the big pumpkin drop and the weigh-in. The weigh-in is like the big time of year. We all get excited. Things get smashed. Cars refrigerators all kinds of stuff so last year the big refrigerator got smashed a direct hit and i went out and grabbed some seeds <laughs> <laughs> and uh and who said the mc guy with the beard the other guy uh, uh probably named kyle Fox. yes kyle yeah. he gave me some seeds i'm like hey can i get some of those seeds? Mm. like yeah sure and so laura has them uh. now what are you going to Tell Laura that she needs to do with them. And I can find out at a seminar or or, or a day of instruction that you got coming up. When is that? It's going to be on uh, the 25th. Of March 25th. March. Canada. What day of the week is that? It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Okay, I can I can I can make that work. But uh, what are you going to teach folks? Uh, we're going to go over just kind of basics how to start. Um, if you've ever wanted to grow a giant pumpkin, this is the time to come because we do sell our memberships. What's come? They come with a seed pack. Uh-huh. Uh, the seeds are from pumpkins grown last year. Okay. Um, these seeds, everybody knows the genetics. They can trace them better than any dairy farmer can trace mm-hmm. his cows or horse guy can trace his horses. They know the mother, the grandmothers, the fathers, all of that. There's a pedigree. We wow. were talking about it. Sometimes they're looking for the mother and not the babies. And, and sometimes the seeds can go up to... Uh, $1,800 for one what? seed? So when I first got into this thing, my first auction I sat through, because guys all over the U.S. and all over the world fund their clubs through auctions, and they take the seeds from the big pumpkins, and when the genetics start throwing bigger and bigger pumpkins out of certain pumpkins, guys kind of latch onto that and want it. And I was witnessing pumpkin seeds sell for 1800 bucks a piece. Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm Crazy. so glad you got a few for me. Yeah, and Clint, we just, Clint just, on just Sunday, bid yeah. on one. They had yeah. an auction, and you just bid for some, for Sadiq, the, yeah. the guy, the big grower from last year who won. won. He was out of town, and Clint had to bid for him. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a seed for $650 for one seed, which has no guarantee that's going to germinate. No guarantee. Well, exactly. You so got me three or four. Yeah. Okay, here's a question. Because I read in Little House on the Prairie books when I was a kid, <laughs> you can uh, you want to feed them milk. That's not true. No. So what 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 does good pumpkin growing patch look like? Um, starts with your soil. 
Yeah. Um, you want to add a lot of compost. Fall is typically where you want to do it, but if you haven't done it, do it in the spring. Mm -hmm. Um, Pumpkins do consume every nutrient. Okay. Um, They are big consumers of... You know, in the start, nitrogen, phosphate, I'm going to use it to uh, kill potassium. all my grass. It's kind of like corn. <laughs> corn really wants a lot yeah. of yeah. nutrients. Well, see, I actually grew a pumpkin patch out in my cornfield one year. And the next year, I come back and planted corn. And right in that two acres where I had it planted, yeah. my corn was stunted and lower. <laughs> the nutrients had been sucked out of the ground oh, by the pumpkin. By the pumpkin. So mm. what is some good stuff to feed it besides the compost? Um, What's your secret? Depends on the time of year. Yeah. Uh, once you get started, nitrogen to get the plant going. Okay. And then you still need phosphorus in there. And when you start getting the fruit going, uh, potassium helps make the fruit go bigger. And then uh, i got to uh, choose one. There can be only yes. one, right, yeah. Clint? Yeah. Preferably on the main vine. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll, you'll kind of train the vines in you know, best case where you'll um, plan for that. A lot of people bury their vines and everything, and then they want them off the main vine uh, coming out of there because, it, you know, yeah. the theory is it gets the most – Full sun, lots yeah. of water. Yeah, full sun if possible. Even though we usually shade the area a little bit. Yeah, we're a little bit hotter in this area. Top. Yeah, it's a little hot. Well, you build a tent around yours yeah. so that no bugs get in. Yeah. It, it gets a little bit. Do you bring musicians in to play for it? <laughs> there are growers. Pamper I, it. So I do actually. I did set up a whole uh, sound system last year out there. <laughs> So I did sit. Out, yeah, I did play a lot of music last Some year. Some Metallica so. or what? I kind of, I kind of rotated around. I'm. And what I, was I, on the playlist for the pumpkin? I wanted. I know. did. I know. I did play. I'd, I'd have a rock mood. night, a jazz night, a <laughs> classical night. I, yeah. So, but I that that's one of the fun things about it. So Jim, you've been the president of the UPGA, the the Giant Pumpkin Growers Association in Utah for three years, yep. and now you're looking to pass the torch. Yep, I put is my resignation in. Is this a call for candidates or something? <laughs> it is. We've we we've thrown it out. So at the uh, the spring seminar, we're going to vote in a new president. Okay. Um, just somebody kind of take the reins and take care of everything. So that's at the same time as the, the class. Yeah. So you could yeah, be well, the newbie and end up in charge of the Utah Giant Pumpkin we, Growers We could throw it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's not a bad thing, some yeah. fresh blood. Okay, so you're looking for some folks to join, and you're looking for folks to sign up for the uh, the seminar on March 25th. Where and when? What time of day? All that jazz. Um, officially, we haven't said it, so I guess we better do it now. It'll be 9 o'clock at Mountain Valley Seeds. All right. Where's um, Mountain Valley Seeds? Here in Salt Lake. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I think their new name is now True Leaf. Truly, all right, I'm writing all this down. I'll put it in the show notes, folks. So, but what's a good website for folks um, to So you can look us up on the UtahGiantPumpkinGrowers.com. Um, if you want to come to the seminar, you can sign up and get a seed pack. If you can't make it but you want a seed pack, you can sign up on our website, uh, pay the funds, fill out the application, and send that in. And then we will mail out after the seminar anything that wasn't picked up. But if you want the giant pumpkin growing playlist, you got to get Clint in person at the <laughs> seminar. <Yeah. Right>? And <laughs> I can help you out with that. And we do have an active Facebook page that there's growers from all over the world that they can ask questions to. Uh, that's where we post everything out. Um, if you want details of what's going on, events, or, you know, if you just have a pumpkin grower question, you can post it and yeah. get ideas from all over the world. Well, I'm going to give it a whirl, Al. How about you? I think you should try it. You I'm think gonna, I should I'm going to okay, watch you do <laughs> it this and year. And one more thing. This yes. is a few months down the road, but mm-hmm. something that's fun is we have a patch tour in mid-August, early to mid-August, oh, okay. where you can actually come. Some of the biggest pumpkins of that year, you can come along and see – how they do their patch, and it'll give you how an idea okay. of what to do at your own place, too. Right. So there's a lot of variety of stuff. One. But, yeah, yeah, so it's sky's, sky's the limit on what you want to spend and how much time you want to spend out there. Thanks yeah. for coming, you guys. It's always great yeah, to have thanks. you. I love the enthusiasm that oh, goes along with your community. Fantastic. <laughs> and I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, thanks for having us. Let's go back to our live sound studio. The National mm-hmm. Parks dropped their fifth full-length album this morning, Eighth Wonder, and they head out on tour starting here in Salt Lake on March 17th, though. Yeah, and so you guys have been recording um, – what was the studio process like? How'd that go? Uh, this time around was incredible. It's always incredible. We, we record at June Audio in Provo, Utah, um, with our friend Scott Wiley, and we've recorded everything with him since the beginning. And we just kind of had a vision for this one where we wanted this album to feel larger than life and um, kind of took demos to the studio. And, uh, yeah, during the whole process, just watching these songs grow and build on each other was really special. Will you guys be doing any performances here at home? 
We are. So we're doing um, our album release tour kickoff big celebration on the 17th. So two weeks from today. St. Patrick's Day. Wear yeah. green, yeah, baby. Wear your green. Wear green. Uh-huh. Yep. Or and else. Or else you get pinched. And <laughs> In Salt Lake. Nobody wants We're that. not liable for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you excited to tour? I mean, you know, post-COVID era, in theory, post-COVID era, you got a pretty big lineup. How many, how many dates so far on your roster? Oof. I haven't even counted, but it's around 50, I think. Oh, wow. Some of them sold out already, right? Yeah. Yeah. The shows are selling out. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's just fun to see and get that feeling that people want to be together again and experience that energy of being, I don't know, in a room together experiencing music. So we're excited about that. I'll do the honors. Very good. This next one is called Let's Go Outside. This is the National Parks Fresh and Homegrown on KRCL 90.9 FM. your heart won't start it's out of gasoline I've been spending too much time lost inside my own mind so let's go outside for a while feel the earth under our feet watch the day turn to night then a new sunrise and repeat Count the stars in the sky till we both get tired and we close our eyes and sleep. Yeah, let's go outside for a while. You know that feeling like you're stuck and nothing's changing. Chasing towns can be so exhausting I've been spending too much time Lost inside my own mind So let's go outside Feel the earth beneath our feet for a while We'll watch the day turn to night Then a new sunrise and repeat Ooh. Look at the stars That sounded so oh, good. thank you. <laughs> We're going to get one more from you, so stick around, folks. National Parks live in the studio on a Punk Rock Farmer Friday edition of Radioactive. Aldine, it's time for the Urban Farm Report, and we're talking soil. We're going to talk soil. Katie Lawson's with us and James Loomis, and uh, the soil the soil uh, summit count the, is full, but we're the, the information is still 
something that we all want to get out there, and it's going to happen again. Maybe folks will say, hey, this is, sounds cool. Let's go to it next time. And it's at the Sorensen Center. It's coming up next weekend. But um, let's talk a little bit about soil. So I'm at home, and I'm making a little mix of soil. It's peat moss. It's perlite. It's azomite. It's blood meal. It's humate. That's it's got some stuff in it, right? And so... How do you make your soil in your yard the same way? How do you get it boosted up like that, James? You mean how do I get my soil in my garden like your growing medium you concocted in your yes. basement to get your veggies going? Exactly. I mean, you know, if I wanted to make it as simple as possible, it's all about organic matter, microorganisms, and time. It's it's remarkably easy to build good, it's like a healthy recipe, soil. Right? Yeah, well, and, you know, of course, some love, a little bit of yeah. sweat. Doesn't hurt That's to bleed in it every now and then. That's a secret right? Your family's secret ingredient, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's funny because it's also, you know, you hear this term working the soil, but it's also a lot about not overworking the soil, like yeah. leaving it alone and letting it happen and just nurturing it and caring for it with, you know, some few easy habits. Very good. So no tilly kind of stuff. And that, and that little, mm, do it, but don't let it let it rest for a second too, right? Yeah. And then, Katie, what about mushrooms? Because it's different for mushrooms, correct? Yeah. So for this conference, I'll be talking more about soil fungi, which don't form mushrooms. So they're a little bit less flashy, but they're really important for building soil structure and cycling nutrients and protecting plants from pests and disease. So fungi goes on for miles underneath the soil, right? Oh, yeah. And it, and um, I know big agriculture uses a fungicide to kill all of that. So that kind of really takes the biome away, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, fungicides don't really, like, bust out a field guide and decide which fungi to kill, right? They're sort of non-discriminatory. Uh-huh. So fungicides are definitely a negative contributing factor, but also tilling. Tilling destroys plant roots, destroys the symbiotic relationships that fungi have with Chops plants. It all up. So it's so important for the biome and for the micronutrients to, um, to have the fungi present and doing their thing. Yeah, fungi do a lot of transporting nutrients. So through their mycelium, which is kind of like their root system, they can transport nutrients to each other, to plants, from plant to plant, all sorts of... Uh, allocation of resources. You used happening. the word biome, Al. I know gut biome, and what I'm supposed to be doing to make my gut feel better. Is this the same concept, but for the soil, the biome, for folks that don't know what that is, explain. Yeah, so a microbiome would be the microbiology that lives in your body. Mm -hmm. And then you could get even more specific and say mycobiome, which would be the fungi that live in your body. Ooh. So uh, okay, now I'm getting to Twilight Zone. Oh, All right, yeah, okay. I didn't mean to go like <laughs> the last of us on that. There are beneficial <laughs> fungi that live in your body. I guess I should preface it with that. And I think the concept is the same, that mm -hmm. our bodies are an ecosystem. The soil is an ecosystem. There we go. Like James, you want to add to that? Yeah, I'll, I'll add, you know, it's also about the bacteria and the nematodes and the protozoa and, and having all of these organisms in balance. And, and, and importantly, when you talk about the microbiome, that is most importantly reinforced by healthy foods that come from growing in healthy soil. Absolutely. And, and, and often that, you know, getting out, getting your hands in soil and you know, that's a big part of reinforcing your own healthy microbiome. Yeah, so this is a good way to promote what we want in the soil. Is there anything else we can do to get things moving the right way? You know, I'll, I'll be talking um, at this conference a lot about those practices, right? How to preserve and reinforce those organisms. And really, you know, minimal disturbance, like Katie just mentioned, as well as keeping that soil covered. So I think about mulching watering correctly those organisms need moisture as well and uh you know we're we're I, i'm a huge fan of, of composting and reinforcing with with 
you know, those those microbes that we create when we're growing with compost. And I totally had a zinger, I was about to say. And then you looked me in the eye. My brain went <laughs> blank, Al. Um, what about all that stuff in my kitchen or that I pick up at the farmer's market that I can maybe put in the garden, like my eggshells or my coffee grounds or my banana peels? Is that part of the mix that you use in your compost, compost at all? Or for the maybe, you know, newbie like me? You know, decomposition definitely has a role in that nutrient cycle and in keeping these organisms going. I remembered what I was going to okay. say now. That is always growing something, right? So cover crops. Uh, the, the, the microbes in the soil and the fungi in the soil, they have a relationship with plants. And so the more that we're growing plants and the plants are photosynthesizing and creating starches and sugars, they're trading those with these organisms, it's especially like a, with fungi. It's like a call and response kind of thing going on. It makes Wall Street look like Sesame Street, Al. <laughs> it's just this, it's it's so great. Yeah, I would also add biodiversity of plants to that, um, getting away from monocropping systems. Fungi thrive on biodiversity, other types of microbiology thrive on that as well. So what about all these TikTok things where I see people taking their eggshells and planting things in there, or taking their fish heads, their banana peels, their eggshells, and putting it in the hole before you plant a tomato. How much should I rely on TikTok versus coming to you two here in my community and picking your brains? You, you know, I love how every organic gardener is like some sort of closet witch doctor that just <laughs> craves <laughs> grinding. I want, and, I want the secret sauce. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what whatever gets you enthusiastic and growing and interacting with your plants and soil, if if TikTok gets you going, high five to TikTok. I'm gonna, I, I'm, I maybe need to subscribe to your channels. <laughs> Check my Pinterest board for all the weird garden ideas. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, ideas and the garden, one of the things you brought to us earlier, and I don't know how many months ago you were here last, talking about the porcini is the state mushroom, Katie Lawson, fungal focus. Are you proud this past? Oh, yeah. Feels really good. Um, it's been a group effort for sure. There's been kind of a core group of us working on this. You've been up at the hill fighting for it? I've gone up there twice um, to testify or speak i guess testify. i call it testify yeah i know <laughs> little rage yeah <laughs> um yeah so it's been quite an experience i've never done that before uh so it's been new for me it's cool to to see things going on up there but then when it goes through it's like yeah all right this is good <laughs> yeah feels good and i got to connect with some people from the farm bureau while i was there and uh -huh. just sort of figure uh -huh. out who's doing what a little bit more Very so that cool. was fun Very so cool. What does this mean? A state mushroom is the the state mushroom is the porcini or is it porcini? First of all, clarify. I mean, I think it's porcini, but there I'm we not, go. I'm not going <laughs> to correct you because I think if you're saying it, it's fine. So what does that mean? Is it going to go on license plates, t-shirts? What do we got? Coffee mugs? Well, literally, it means little pig, which mm -hmm. is fun. Um, but <laughs> I think it's more of an educational tool and a conversation starter, mm -hmm. and hopefully, it opens up um, more kind of less symbolic legislation for fungal yeah. awareness and protection. Mm -hmm. James, it's springtime. And springtime on the farm, it, things start to get exciting. And building blocks start to be made. And what you got going on? Well, we are well underway with our preparations for the uh, annual Wasatch Community Garden spring plant sale. So we have our death peppers, rhubarb, strawberry. We're potting up thousands of uh, so the edible long, perennials. The stuff that takes a minute, right? Like yeah. some of the rosemary and thyme, some of the herbs and things take a minute. And you know, we don't do a whole lot of herbs at this point because I need more greenhouse real estate. Uh -huh, so yeah, uh -huh. let's market it. Let's do more herbs. But no, we're doing, uh, we do about 40,000 vegetable seedlings. Amazing. Like 253 varieties, 75 varieties of tomatoes alone which actually we're backing off to provide more peppers this year. Right. So Going this is the pepper. year of the pepper. Wait, all right. you all been yeah. inspiring on peppers the last couple of years, right, Al? Well, I'm always on the pepper side of things for sure. But James has gone... To his, he's got his ghosty scorpion section going now. Those are the hot ones that you need, like Fatale, you know, gloves and everything. Got some oh, good yeah. flavors. Yeah, <laughs> been been working a lot with uh, Max Born at Chili Beak, and uh, you know just really building that that 
hot pepper community? Because there's a lot of growers who are as enthusiastic about peppers as there are folks who are about tomatoes. Yeah. So yeah. So who's the Dale Thurber of peppers in uh, Utah? Dale Thurber, mm. delectation of tomatoes. How many tomatoes? I'm seeds? not sure Thousands? who's a big is it James? guy is. Is it you? James might know. Well, I mean, I think this year we're probably going to be offering close to... Th- 40 varieties of peppers. Mm, so not so bad. I know that's sh- not Dale Thurber level yet. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I know Shirley's got some, she's yeah. got some sensibilities about how many cool ones are out there. Yep. Brazilian starfish. They have some really cool names. And there's some really cool shaped ones. There's the bells and starfish and mm-hmm. yeah, scorpion. Nah. <laughs> well, come come see us Mother's Day weekend. We will have all the peppers you and your neighbors can handle. Very good, Katie. Uh, what you, what have you got going on? What's fun, what's up with Fungal Focus for the spring? And what's, the team What club. are you pushing? Yeah, so the teen club has been doing great. Um, we have been meeting once or twice a month. We lost a few meetings because of the weather, uh, but they're awesome. It's a strong but mighty group, um, or a small but mighty group. And then my CSA starts in a few weeks, so we're still taking signups for that. Where can so. folks learn more? FungalFocusUtah.com. And James, where can folks learn more about all you do at Wasatch Community Gardens, where you're the director of agricultural operations and the Green Phoenix Farm Director? What is all that? Well, you can find all you need to know at WasatchGardens.org, and. Uh, we would be remiss if we did not plug the Living Soil Summit. I know, Al, you no, mentioned No, let's it get was back full. to it. I'm. Okay. This is what that was my next thing. I'm. Great. Let's get back to it. Let's hear a little bit about who's going to be there. I know the Utah Soil Partnership folks are going to be there. That's the UDAF guys, Tony Richardson crew. Who else? Um, well, I mean, first, it's been a great collaboration with you know the Urban Food Coalition, Wasatch Community Gardens, Bug Farms, of course, Fungal Focus and uh, the Mobile Moon Co-op. Um, Katie will be speaking. I will be speaking. Kristen Crock from Bug Farms. Mm-hmm. And our keynote on uh, Friday night are James and Joyce Skeet from Spirit Farms in New Mexico, who are going to be really bringing that indigenous you know, wisdom around soil and stewardship of place, which is, is going to be really exciting. Oh, I'm glad I got signed up last <clears throat> week before there wasn't any slots left. I'll see you guys there. Great. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, this is, you know, it's it's our veggie folks are going to be there. Our farm, it's our community's going to be there, and yeah. it's great. And it, and this is not the this is the first one where it's going to be something that keeps happening. This we we were so pleasantly thrilled with how quickly it it filled up. So we will definitely be doing be doing another one in a larger venue a larger venue i was going to say be, uh, the Sorensen center is great but 75 people you guys maxed it fast mm-hmm. we did very cool very well, cool good stuff check Thanks. tonight's show notes for links al because uh, i don't know if there's a waiting list maybe that folks want to check out you know maybe just lurk around the center <laughs> <laughs> you, you know we we can't stop you from lurking and it eavesdropping and learning a it few things it is the Sorensen community center yeah we so. just might not have lunch for you <laughs> <laughs> and please come back i'd love to meet the teens in your uh, mushroom growing club and have them talk about that what that's like to get that going okay all right katie yeah james thanks so much aldine it's been a great show and i want to say thank you to our audio engineering team Sullivan Pechenpang, Bill Ramsey, and Connor Estes, who are helping us with the national parks in our live sound studio. Thanks so much for coming in on the day you drop your your new album, Eighth Wonder, making time for Listeners Community Radio of Utah. We really appreciate you being here. We appreciate y'all having yeah. us. Yeah, Thanks so much. So about 10 years in this lineup, y'all been playing together. How do you how do you keep going? Uh, Great question. <laughs> <laughs> we secretly well, hate each other. No, I saw you down here doing a circle of love or something in the yeah, corner. So you got some rituals that do each other's yeah. eyes right now. Yeah, very. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've just kind of become a family over the years. And um, I don't know, with this group, all of our personalities, I think, go well together, we mesh well. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to be around these, <laughs> these, these yahoos. yahoos. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> 
So you're starting your tour on the 17th here at the Union Events Center, and you got at least 50 dates so far. Some of them sold out. How can people learn more and also get the album? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say a good starting point is our, our Instagram, at the National Parks Band, and Spotify, the National Parks, anywhere you can find music. You can Google the National Parks Band and... We we'll have a website. We'll be somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> so this is your stripped-down show that you got going on with us tonight. Taking on the road, uh, a bigger kind of outfit? Yeah, for sure. So when we play the shows, it'll be big, full production. Um, this is kind of the first time we've ever played uh, these songs in this setting. So yeah. it's exciting to... Yeah. Keeps us on our toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shared it, though, at Sundance earlier this year, right? Kind of people got a sneak peek of what you're doing. Yeah, we did. We played uh, a couple new ones as soon as they came out um, at the Film Fest, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, we were involved with, like, the All-Star festivities, too. Um, so that kind of helped us, I guess, get used to playing some of these new ones a little bit before they were actually out. Yeah. So. Just a little old band from Utah <laughs> having yeah, yeah. some fun. <laughs> Al, what's this next song? Let's find out about it. This next one is called Sunshine and Where Did It Come From, you guys? Um, yeah, so this is a song that's kind of about um, bottling up those good moments in life and, and saving them for the hard times. Um, and also, like, I feel like a lot of times in life we, we aren't where we want to get to or we're afraid that we won't get to the places we want to get to. And so it's kind of a song about knowing that you will and and everything works out very All right. very good this one is called sunshine this is from the new album that just dropped today the national parks right here fresh and homegrown krcl 90.9 fm I worry too much about what it'd be like to not get where I want to get to in this life. Like maybe I'm farsighted. I can see the forest through the trees. Wonder where is it hiding? Like navigating this life, but walking through it at night. Yeah, one step at a time. With just a flashlight. But when I'm with you, it's like first light. I have the whole view. I see the incandescence from miles can listen. You're the center of my solar system. Sunshine down on me. Shut the bottle up on your rings Sipping like cola on a summer day Sunshine down on me You light up everything Like a flower blowing from the sea You feel up when you shine down on me If I've been chasing a ghost to me What matters most is close here in my arms And not somewhere on the coast You see a poet's magnetic Energy kinetic All copacetic Because my work illuminates Yeah, the difference with National Parks, yeah. Thank you so much.
much. Thank that you. was tons of fun. What's the website one more time where folks can catch up with you, find out about the tour, all your music? Yeah, for sure. Everyone can head to the nationalparksband.com. Thank you so much, everybody. This has been Radioactive with Aldine Care, CL's Punk Rock Farmer. Who we got coming up next week on the show, Music Wise? You know, I think we have Kate McLeod oh, next yeah? week, and it's been a second she's, she's been here, and she's always busy, up to new music and touring all over. We'll talk with her. It's going to be a great show. And if people want to come on the show and talk about the agri-hood or you, play music? You can find me on at Punk Rock Farmer on Facebook or Instagram, punk underscore rock underscore farmer al thanks for everything you do we'll see you next week thank you krcl 90.9 fm hd1 salt lake city ogden provo 96.7 fm in park city and on the web at krcl.org